Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. I think it has been a challenging year for a lot, and I think we have to finish the year with hearts of kindness. I think we have to be intentional about having hearts of kindness. I think when it comes to your heart, how you're going with kindness, not just for others, but for yourself. How you're going with kindness for who you are in God. It's easy for us to think about things we're not so good at or our failures, but how good are we at looking at the things that God has blessed us with about ourselves? We have to remember that we can love our neighbour as we love ourselves. So a Christian with low self-esteem or self-image is a Christian who can't love effectively. Think about it with me. Jesus said, love your neighbour as yourself. Therefore, it is so important that we learn to have a God view of ourself. Not to be prideful, not to think more highly of ourselves than we should, but instead to be people who see ourselves the way our Heavenly Father sees us. Father, we just pray right now you would help us. We pray that your name uh, will be lifted higher, that the name of Jesus will be honoured. Help us in our weaknesses. Help us in the things that we struggle with. Help us to see your heart in the midst of what's going on in our lives. We honour you. And Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're here. In Jesus' name, amen. So today I want to continue speaking about kindness, goodness in action. Last week on the news, there was a report about um, a toy shop, and it happens every year, and I love it, and a couple went to the local, I think it was a Toys R Us, and said, we want to pay for every lay-by, and we want to stay anonymous, but every lay-by you have on file right now, we're going to tell us the amount, we'll write you a check. And the news report then showed some of the parents and their responses. And they obviously were emotional. They were trying hard to pay their laybys by the end of the year because Christmas can be very expensive, as you no doubt know. And this couple who, we don't know who they are, the, the shop owner just was like, he was blown away and he's like, I, I've never had this happen in all my years of running this store. And but the couple just wanted to stay anonymous and the kindness that was shown to those 50 or 100 families no doubt has a ripple effect throughout that family and throughout those lives. It's the power of kindness. And a few weeks ago, you heard me talk to you about how kindness is supernatural. A fruit of the Spirit is what? Kindness. Therefore, if we can be people who are kind, led by the Spirit of God, we can be hugely effective bringing the supernatural to earth. This week, Charlie is preaching at a church camp. She's been asked to preach at a church camp. And the theme is uh, bringing the supernatural heart of God. And basically, they're gonna, she's going to minister. And what they do at this camp is after every session, um, or once after the, the lunchtime session, they go into the local town and pray for people, looking for miracles, looking for God to move. And so I'll be praying for her on Tuesday. She's going to be ministering at that. 
It's going to be amazing. And our heart in that is that the kindness of God will be reflected. What is it? It's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. (laughs) The challenge for us is this, is how do you find the kindness of the Father in really hard seasons? How do you find the kindness of God in the worst seasons of life sometimes? Again, about five weeks ago, if you weren't here or you didn't hear it, I spoke about my personal year this year. It's been our toughest year personally, and I opened up a bit about that, but I spoke about how God's kindness was shown throughout the journey. Why is it called a sacrifice of praise? Because it's a sacrifice to praise sometimes. It's easy to praise when everything's going well. It's easy to praise when you're in the best season of your life. It doesn't cost you much. But the Bible says to bring a sacrifice of praise. Why? Because when you praise God in the midst of the storm, that is a praise that is so powerful to the Lord that it affects his heart. Amen? I'm finding it hard to worship God through my disappointments. I'm finding it hard to find the goodness of God in my, in my grief. Well, if you can dig deep, dig deep into your conviction of who God is and praise Him anyway, something amazing happens. And I encourage you to read the Psalms. So many of the Psalms talk about, they actually, uh, uh, they lament, they, they're, they're kind of sad Psalms, but there's always an element of, yet I will praise God. Psalms is our go-to for worship. Finding kindness in the midst of hard seasons. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32 If you have your Bibles, why don't you turn there? I love this verse. Ephesians 4.32 says, and I think it's up on the screen, it says, it says, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, as God in Christ forgave you. We have to remember the kindness of God in order to pass on the kindness of God. Are you with me? This is good preaching. I hope you don't get familiar with good preaching. This is really, really good. Make sure that you walk away every week from church with something that's going to help you grow. Remember, don't go to the gym and sit on a treadmill without pedaling your legs. That's what we can do as Christians sometimes if you're a Christian. Come to church, listen, go home, no work. No, no, come along, pedal those little legs. Get them going like the duck under the water so that there is change to help you in your race that God has marked out for you. That's my challenge. Every time I'm in a, 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 a setting like this, I think, God, I want one thing today. Speak to me about one thing. I don't want to walk away the same. Ephesians 4 verse 32 says, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as Christ forgave you. And in Luke chapter 6 verse 35 it says, But love your enemies and do good. Lend expecting nothing in return and your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be kind to the person who cuts you off in traffic. 
Be kind to the family member who offends you this Christmas. Be kind to the spouse who didn't give you the present you wanted. Be kind to yourself in the midst of a year where you might feel like you've been a bit of a failure. Why? Because we're called to love and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great. Who wants a great reward? That's how you get it. Go find an enemy and bless them. Literally. <laughs> That's how you get blessing. And then it says, and then you will be, and you will be sons of the Most High. How? By what? Loving your enemies. Listen, if you don't like the government, love them. <laughs> if you don't like your boss, love them. If you don't like your person next to you, love them. But it gives you an outline of what to do. Do good, lend, expect nothing in return. Do good. Go and shout that person some lunch that you don't like. <laughs> Proverbs eleven seventeen. Here's the key verse for today. A man who is kind benefits himself, but a cruel man hurts himself. A man who is kind benefits himself, but a cruel man hurts himself. I want to speak just for a couple more minutes. I'm going to get a little bit scientific this morning. Is that okay? Yeah. <clears throat> In the past, I've spoken about how worship and music affects you physically. I'm going to speak for a couple of minutes about how kindness affects you physically. Why does it do that? Because it's God's heart. And so when you're in God's heart doing his will, it brings health to you. I find this stuff very interesting. So number one, kindness makes us happier and more satisfied with life. A man who is kind benefits himself, Proverbs. So Dr. David Hamilton has spent years looking at the effects of kindness and found that when we do something kind for someone else, we feel good. Scientifically, this is interesting, on a biochemical level, it is believed that the good feeling we get is due to elevated level of the brain's natural versions of morphine and heroin, which we know as indigenous opioids. They cause elevated levels of dopamine in the brain so that, when we, so that we get a natural high, often referred to, get this, this is really cool, as a helper's high. This is the kind of high we want to promote. You might not be able to get high from drugs, and I don't endorse that at all, but according to science, you can get a helper's high. Imagine you walked in today and you're like, well, that person might be high. From kindness. I can see Nat coming in with the dreadlocks and the... And he's just high on Kindness. He's high on kindness. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. 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 
Did you hear that though? God has created your body, and this is scientifically researched, that when you're kind, dopamine gets released, which gives you the same effect as some of these bad drugs, but it makes you feel high in a good way. If you're feeling a bit sad, go do something kind. If you're feeling a bit low, go do something kind. Why? Because your body responds to kingdom. So if you're working in the kingdom, if you're working in the kingdom, your body starts to come alive. I thought that was really cool. Okay, number two. This, actually, this is number two. No, no, yeah, okay, number two. Ki- I've got four. Kindness is good for the heart. Put your hand on your heart. Can you, can you feel your heart? I don't know if you can feel it or your pulse. Acts of kindness are often accompanied by emotional warmth. And emotional warmth produces a hormone, oxytocin, in the brain and throughout the body. Are you ready for the science? <clears throat> Scientifically, oxytocin causes the release of a chemical called nitric oxide in the blood vessels, which dilates, which means expands the blood vessels. This reduces blood pressure and therefore oxytocin is known as a cardioprotective hormone because it protects the heart. Acts of kindness can produce oxytocin and therefore kindness can be said to be cardioprotective. Got a bad heart? Do some kind things. Obviously do other things too, but make sure that part of that is to be kind. Kindness is not a weak thing, it's a life-changing event if we know where God's heart is in that. (laughs) The third thing is this, kindness, and this is a good one. The other day, someone said to me, my father-in-law said to me, you have a lot of grey in your beard. (laughs) Hey, wise people have grey, I think. Not as much grey as Nat though, so I'm feeling okay. <laughs> All right, so this one's for Nat. So kindness, kindness, it slows the aging process. It's all right, Nat. Get your dreadlocks. Get your helpers high. Be the happiest, highest person around here because you're so kind. Okay, aging on a biochemical level is a combination of many things, but two culprits that speed the process are free radicals and inflammation, both of which result from making unhealthy lifestyle choices. Scientifically, research now shows that, again, oxytocin that we produce through emotional warmth reduces levels of free radicals and inflammation in the cardiovascular system and so slows aging at its source. Incidentally, these two culprits also play a major role in heart disease, so this is also another reason why kindness is good for the heart. So you can go and do all the things you want to get your free radicals and inflammation down, but there's been studies now that show that kindness does that for you. (laughs) So if you want to age slower, be kinder. I think that's kind of cool. The reason why I speak about this is because 
sometimes the church is known as an unkind place. Yeah? And if you ask your non-church friends at your workplace their perception of church, some of them are going to tell you it's full of judgmental, unkind people. We have to be intentional about bringing the kindness of the Father because it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. Yeah? Here's the last one. Kindness helps reduce the effects of stress. And this is good at this time of the year. Scientifically, researchers found that people who performed more acts of kindness throughout the day were less likely to report negative emotion. They were also able to maintain their positive emotion. However, during the days in which they were not able to perform kind acts, the participants reported a decrease in positive emotion in response to daily stresses. Did you get that? When they couldn't do, in this study, daily acts of kindness, they didn't handle stress as well. They struggled to handle stress as opposed to those who were great at doing daily acts of kindness. So as we finish today, let's just make sure that we have the heart of our Father. Remember what the Father says, or Jesus said this. He said, a good Father won't, if you're asking for bread, give you a stone. (laughs) And he gives a few examples and he says, you as earthly dads who are good still have your issues, this is my paraphrase, How much better is your heavenly father? We have to be people who get fresh revelations of the kindness of a father. At the moment, I'm watching the ashes. Go Australia. Sucked into the English. If you're English here, I've got nothing to say apart from we're winning. So there you go. But as I watch, yesterday I just had, yesterday was a super hot day, as you know. Got up at 8.30, mowed the lawn. <laughs> Still a bad idea. Went to the beach with my family, had the aircon pumping. At three o'clock, the ashes came on. And I was sitting there with my cold drink, watching the ashes, and I had my son next to me on the couch, sitting there eating his frozen blueberries. Blueberries all over his face, all over his hands, all the freshly washed, cushion protected covers have now got blueberry fingers all over them. And my heart was so full as I sat there and then Australia would nearly get a wicket and I would go, oh! Or they'll get one and I'll go, yeah! And I would like yell. And my little boy would go, yeah! <laughs> he's only 20 months old, so he's just still learning, learning his words. He's only just now putting two words together sometimes. Sometimes. And I just, my heart was so full. I was just like, as a dad, this is the best moment 
sitting with my boy. He doesn't know what's happening on TV, but he knows his dad's getting pumped about something. And it was the best. It was the best. And I thought about the Father, and I thought about his love for you, his love for me. That it's like watching the ashes, watching the cricket. And we're not doing much, but we're sitting together, creating memories that I will cherish for the rest of my life. This morning, my little boy's up here, doesn't know what's happening. He's too young for kids' church. And my wife's there swaying his hips, and he's just like, what's going on? My heart, oh, the best thing ever. Best thing ever, just seeing him just with the rest of the kids in his little Santa shirt. But the heart of the Father's even better. The heart of the Father's way better than my heart. Way, way, can't even compare. It's, it's, it's monstrous, monster, it's, it's, it's hugely better. And we look at our Father often through the eyes and the filter, the glasses of our earthly dads or father figures in our life who weren't sometimes the best. And we struggle to connect with our heavenly father because we have the filter of heavenly dad with physical dad. And I was blessed with an amazing dad, but he still wasn't perfect. And I still had to unwind a few things in my thinking so I could see the father for who he was. This Christmas, let's be people who enjoy the kindness of the Father, who sit on the couch with our dad. We don't need to do heaps of things. We don't need to be super busy for him. We just need to know that he loves us and that he's proud of us, that he's there for us. I'll finish with one more story. I don't know if I told you this, but we've always felt over Bear, if you knew that's my son's name. We always felt over him that the three words, healing, joy, and peace. And every night I speak it over him, every night. Healing, joy, and peace, and then I add in a fourth one, like pizza. Healing, joy, and peace, and laughter. Healing, joy, and peace, and good looks. I just speak over him, whatever I'm feeling. Sometimes they're a bit silly, the things I say. But the three remain. And the other night, Charlotte was putting him to bed. And she felt in her heart the Holy Spirit say, he's a bringer of healing, joy, and peace for you. For you and Benaiah. You think it's for everybody else, it's for you. And she's just like, ooh. <laughs> And you know what? He is. He brings healing to our hearts. He brings joy to our hearts. He brings peace to us. In a year that's been our toughest year, this year I wouldn't wish on anybody, he's been the consistent healing, joy, and peace because he is a reflection of his heavenly dad. How amazing. So this morning, I want to encourage you as we finish. Let's lean into the Father heart this Christmas season. Next Christmas, next Saturday, let's make sure we come together and let's celebrate the fact that we have a loving Father who sent His Son 
for you and I. Let's not grow familiar. At the end of the year, it's so easy to get familiar with each other and, and even with God. Let's approach God with fresh eyes and a fresh heart and fresh vision. Finish the year with kindness. Finish the year with thankfulness. You know, only one came back to thank Jesus after he was healed of leprosy. Nine never came back. But the one who came back went from having a physical healing to an eternal healing because his sins were forgiven, not just his body healed. The power of finishing the year with thankfulness causes a supernatural exchange. This morning I took time to thank our board because they fought battles for you that you wouldn't even know this year. They took time and they said thank you to me and Charlie. It's a supernatural exchange. And this is the last thing, I, I promise. I promise. I always finish the year calling people on my phone, on my telephone, calling people, especially pastors. So I've spent the past two weeks every day calling pastors to check in and to wish them a happy Christmas and a happy new year. It's a small token, but it's kind. And, I, and, 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 and most of them have had really hard years. Actually, let me change that. All of them have had tough years. And so I finish by saying, listen, we love you. We stand with you. We're here for you. We want to say, have a happy Christmas. Have a great new year. Make sure you rest. Make sure you take some time to rejuvenate for the fresh year ahead. You know that nobody calls me like that. But that's okay. I will do it for somebody else. Because I understand that I am a bringer of a fresh cup of water. And as a church, we are bringers of fresh cups of water. This is what we do. We refresh. We're a well of refreshing. This Christmas season, go to your well, the well of living water. Here's a fresh cup. Here's a fresh cup. Be refreshed. Be refreshed. Be, but I don't feel refreshed, but I've got a living water in me still. Be refreshed. Be refreshed. My words will be kind. I'll be forgiving. I will cover you with love and make sure that you are refreshed in Jesus' name. And by doing so, we are spreading the kingdom of God. You've done well this morning, church. I know it's hot. But let that revelation sink deep. Why don't we close our eyes? And just, just give me this to the Father. Thank you, Lord. Why don't we actually just stand to our feet as we finish? Father God. Why don't you just lift your hands as a sign of surrender? Lord, we thank you, Lord. We surrender our hearts to you afresh. We surrender our minds and our spirit. We surrender our heart, our emotion. We give you everything afresh, Father. And we say, Lord, we love you. Thank you for being a good dad to us. Thank you that you've been faithful even in times where we've been unfaithful. You've been there for us consistently this year. 
And we acknowledge your presence. We acknowledge your love. And just as the one who was healed of leprosy came back to you, Lord Jesus, and said, thank you. We take this moment to come back to you, Lord Jesus, and say thank you. Thank you for your healing touches this year. Thank you for walking with us. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you, Lord, that your presence goes ahead of us and it surrounds us and it's for us, not against us. Thank you that in the midst of fear and anxiousness in society that you are consistent, that you are our refuge and you are our strength, that you surround us like a shield, that we can cast our cares on you because you care for us. And this morning, Father, I, I, I believe you put on my heart the need for us to be a church who takes that hope to our city, who doesn't forget about the lost, who doesn't forget about the broken, who doesn't forget about those who aren't sitting at the table having the feast. Lord, cause our hearts to be bold and courageous, to invite those to the wedding banquet, in the highways and the byways that we would say, come and join in. Feast on the goodness of God. Lord, I ask for supernatural moments this Christmas. Around the Christmas table, supernatural conversations. Break off the fear, break off the timidity, break off the things that hold us back. Lord, lead us by your Spirit. Cause this church to be a church of the fire of God, touching a city, touching a nation with your great love. Bless this church, bless the people. Lord, touch every heart. May everyone be safe this Christmas season. Send your angels to surround us. In Jesus' wonderful, powerful name. Everyone said, Amen. Amen. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.